Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Did you, America? Yes, welcome to another edition of Did You America? He's Jeremy Hoffman, I'm Ian Camfield, and this is Season 3, Episode 2. We did it. I've been counting. Oh, very impressed. You're gonna, so you're going to keep this up the rest of the year? You bet your ass. All right, let's hope. All right, two. This is the second episode of the third season today. I can confirm it. Let's hope. I don't know math too well. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, can I? I just want to just give a quick message. Um, I started to get some messages from some people on uh, my other social media about things that they've sent me on Facebook. I keep on being thrown off of Facebook. Ah, uh, you're no- one of those. <laughs> Since what January, what conspiracies 6th. are you pushing? <laughs> <laughs> See, Facebook, I thought, was the one that kicks nobody off. So, like, you must be really doing some heinous things on there. Look, I just said that that new song that Hamilton released on January 6th was shit, and they threw me off Facebook. <laughs> what do you... Th- no, it's not because of, of, of anything like that. I think it's because um, I have to... Well, okay, let me admit, I've never taken the time to understand how to use Facebook, right? When it came out, I had no interest in it whatsoever, and I managed to have a radio career for quite a few years years and just not bother to have a Facebook page. When Twitter came out, I got Twitter and I was involved with that and Instagram I'm, I'm okay with. In a perfect world, I'd have no social media, but I understand that- you, Well, we you- all know you're huge on TikTok. This guy has great dance moves, people. Don't let him fool you. But uh, Facebook, because my thing with Facebook, the reason why I liked uh, Twitter initially was when they only had 40 characters before it became like just a a cesspool of people ranting and raving and everything. When it was 40 characters, I quite like the idea that, oh... So, unlike these fuckers on Facebook, you've got to think about what you're going to write because uh, you, you've got to get creative because there's a limit on the amount of characters that you can use, right? And uh, and whereas Facebook, I, I think I've looked at Facebook once when it came out and then didn't take a second look at it for about 10 years because my takeaway on it was, oh, God, I don't want to speak to half the people that I know now, let alone some asshole from 10 years ago who I used to go to school with that decides they want to be friends again and send me pictures of their dog. I don't give a shit. Yeah, but that's the absolute best part of Facebook. I mean, the only reason to have it is to look at the horrible opinions these people you used to consider friends now have. They always have the worst opinions. It's not appealing. It's not appealing. This You're talking to a man who moved to America and did a list that he called the Camfield 10, which was the 10 people outside Side of my immediate family from the UK that I decided I was going to stay in contact with when I moved to America. And within a year of living with the Camfield 10 in a WhatsApp group, decided they needed to become the Camfield 5. Like, <laughs> connect, connect, connecting right. with my past on Facebook is is, 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 is not something that, that, that has ever been a priority. So I've, I, I, and then it, I was working for a radio company and they made me get a Facebook page. And I was like, oh, okay. So I got a Facebook page. I had someone else set it up and I post stuff on it, right? 
To this day, I genuinely don't know how to use Facebook properly. I can use Twitter and I can use Instagram. I don't know what any of the buttons. So I know how to like hit a thing and do a link and put a picture, like all the basic stuff. Right. right? It only occurred to me when I was trying to get back on Facebook, having been kicked off for the umpteenth time uh, over the weekend. And I was quite proud of this because I've made no effort to, to do anything with Facebook. I've got to two and a half thousand people following my Facebook page, which I can't access properly. I'm following no one. <laughs> yeah, that and makes I, sense. And that wasn't even by design. It was because I just, I genuinely don't know, up. like, I don't know, I don't know how to do it. And I don't want to know how to do it because I don't care about, like, Aaron, who I went to school with in 1997. I don't give a shit. Yeah, but what happens when we start selling this podcast as, a, as an NFT in the metaverse? You're going to be so behind. You know, when I read that uh, 90 Day Fiance, is that one of these gay shows that you like? No, that's that's one of the few gay shows I don't watch. Right, okay. Any reason for that? Uh, It's a little too gay for me. Jesus. (laughs) Um... When I read that someone from 90 Day Fiance... By the way, we'll start the podcast properly in a minute. Bob Saget's died. Did you hear? Oh, no. Uh, we've got to do a tribute. There's a tribute coming up. I'm but just, first, are you going to talk fu- about a girl selling farts? Is right. that what you're bringing when up? I, when, I re- well, when I read that uh, some lady off of uh, 90 Day Fiance, officially too gay, even for Jeremy Hoffman, um, was selling That's farts... That's what pops up on the guide when you, on the, when you hit it on the <laughs> right, yeah, see yeah, what the yeah, show's yeah. about. For the eye for information. Too That's gay what for you Jeremy. Right, there you go. Um, the, uh, that's a good little spin-off series. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> New podcast, folks. You even sounded slightly gay the way you went, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I read that someone from 90 Day Fiancé was selling her farts and that, I was thought, okay, well, I don't understand what 90 Day Fiancé is. I don't know why you'd want to buy anyone's farts. But then I reevaluated my uh, opinion on this because I read the story again and I thought, you know what? Bottling your farts does make more sense to me than selling NFTs. I think I can understand <laughs> right. the idea of farting into a bottle, screwing the cap, selling it for a premium rate if apparently you've got a load of fans. And, and that, that, to me, made more sense than, you know, skateboarding with a in due to Stevie Nicks or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, like, you have the physical fart. Sure, it's gas and you can't hold it, but, like, it's still a, a thing that's there. Right. Anyway, the whole point of... We'll start the podcast properly in a minute. The whole point of this was for me to say that... So I've been kicked off Facebook. I keep getting kicked off Facebook. And I think it's because it's not because I've posted anything uh, untoward. So I th- it's not because we were trying to start that rally. <laughs> You know, our our listeners just aren't as committed as some others. <laughs> no, it's so I think it's because um, I've got my page that, as we've discussed, I don't really know how to use. And then I've got, I, I have to do Facebook posts for my job at the radio station, right? But see, this is the thing. They've got a back way into all of their social media that I can use, which means I don't actually have to know how to use Facebook to post on their Facebook page because they've got this other website that I go to that, that I've learned, right? Right. Now, I think somewhere in the meta universe, Facebook thinks that I'm some kind of fraud because I'm updating these two sites they have no idea that i actually don't know how to update either of them individually and uh, therefore they're always asking me if we need this and we need that and i and i and i just can't be bothered and every so often when i get to a certain point i'll get a thing that comes up oh here's some friends that you might know that's the worst thing to show me i don't speak to any of these cunts (laughs) so so that all of that's gone and and so anyway my point is this if you're because a few people have been messaging going oh i sent you this or i sent you that 
don't do it on Facebook because I don't know how many more times I can dedicate any time to wanting to get onto the form of social media that I hate the most that keeps on throwing me off. Um, I don't want to be on it and they keep throwing me off it. And I, I try to get back on again and then they throw me off again. I don't, it, it's just... it's not, So it's Camfield off the radio on Instagram or Ian Camfield on Twitter. I'm on those platforms. I've never been thrown off of those platforms. I'm fully operational on those platforms. I I know how to I know what all the buttons do and um and that's where you can get me it- yeah just text him his phone number is <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what the one good thing though about how that you don't use facebook and you're not on is you know i've talked about well, like, i'm on it well right, I, but no, then you're not like actively you know i've talked about how all these billionaires i the can't one be active tr- i'm like a man who wants to fuck who can't get his dick up like <laughs> well that's I'm the only thing about facebook <laughs> i'm on it <laughs> but i just can't do it you know like when when all these billionaires, our true fear should be that they're going to one day become super villains. And now we know when Mark Zuckerberg takes his turn to take over the world, there's only going to be one person who can stop him. I, That's you, my friend. You know, no pressure. Th- listen. I he doesn't have your facial recognition. I, no, I don't condone. You didn't do a 10-year challenge. Talking of facial recognitions, I don't... Um, I don't condone violence, but yesterday when I was trying to get back on Facebook, I was starting to think, Mark Zuckerberg has got one of the most punchable faces, and all I want to do is punch his face more than ever right now. I don't want to be on his platform. His platform's not letting me on his platform. It's just a hassle. Isn't that kind of a requirement for being a billionaire, though? Name me one billionaire you don't want to punch in the face. Not because of their actions, because of their face. No, but he's got the... He He is the most punchable, for sure. Bill Gates... Super punchable. Even with the glasses, would you take them off? Bezos, when he has like the disco outfit with the heart glasses that he was wearing on New Year's, beyond punchable. <laughs> and you know, Richard the- Branson, too British to care. No need to punch him. Well, you didn't know who he was till he, till he, went, exactly. till he went into space. My point exactly. <laughs> Elon Musk, before he had the hair transplant when he got super rich, beyond punchable. Look up the photos of Elon Musk before he was rich. He had less hair than me. And by the way, you know the only reason why I, I keep on trying to get back on Facebook again is because Paul Diano, the original singer of Iron Maiden, right, whom I'm friends with, for some reason insists on messaging me on Facebook. And I, like, I'll send him a WhatsApp. I have his cell number. And about three weeks later, he'll send me a message back on Facebook. Do you think he doesn't want to talk to me anymore? And that's he knows I don't want to use Facebook. And that's what he's doing. No, complete opposite. He was the only one that showed up to the rally. He was messaging you like, where are you? I'm here. I have my pitchfork. It's on fire. You know me, I'm very fond of those first two Iron Maiden albums that he sang on. He was the singer before Bruce Dickinson. And seriously, yesterday I was I had visions of me punching Mark Zuckerberg. I was <laughs> As we all do they, on they, Sunday. They, they sent me about fifty-eight different codes to my cell phone to try and get into it, right? And I was thinking, oh God, all I want to do is go watch The Only Ways Up or whatever that movie's called. What's it called? Yaz? <laughs> that was Yaz, right? That was do you know Yaz. that song? Only the ways only ways up, baby. We'll start the podcast in a minute. I know Situation. You Can you sing now? Situation? Yeah, well, yeah. Was that by Yaz? I don't know. Do you know Yaz? I know Yaz, but I only know the song Situation. And yeah, you're not it, singing it, Situation. No, that was, in the UK, a big hit was The Only Way Is Up. I believe you. I'm not even going to Google it. Okay. You're right. Um, and, uh, and I thought, like, all I want to do, but then uh, I was like, oh, God. But I can't talk to the original singer of Iron Maiden unless I'm on Facebook. Like, this is literally, like, I don't, like... Yeah, Bruce Dickinson's more of a Twitter guy. (laughs) Bruce Dickinson 
texts me back. Paul Diano gets a message on WhatsApp and then replies with a direct message on Facebook. It's so inconvenient. Yeah, but isn't that way more rock star? Is it? Yeah. You're not getting the direct access. You're getting the secondary access. Super rock star. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Bruce <laughs> Dickinson's like inviting you on a plane. This guy's like, uh, you can only talk to me in certain forms. <laughs> That's basically the new age fax machine. <laughs> yeah, but Paul Diano, if you look him up, is a man who is absolutely insane. Bruce Dickinson flew me in a private plane. Bruce Dickinson was my pilot. I wouldn't want to sit next to Paul Diano as a passenger on a plane. Not in any kind of enclosed space. You know what? I'm all team Paul Diano. I guarantee you when people ask him about artists like Drake, he doesn't say, I don't get them. He's all about Drake, unlike Bruce Dickinson. Team Diano. All right. Well, if I get back onto Facebook, I'll be, hey, Paul, we got any thoughts on the new Drake album? Can you give us a review for, <laughs> uh, for episode four of season three? Thanks. Thanks a lot. Anyway, right. Okay. Um, Should we start? We're going to start now, everybody. Okay. Now I've aired my frustrations on Facebook. Did you, America? All right. This is season three, episode two. What episode? <sighs> Bob Saget's dead. That's sad. Oh. Uh, we were just having so much fun. That was a very unconvincing... You just ruined the whole day. <laughs> you know, um, when I was growing up in England, I was aware of uh, Full House uh, but I don't think anyone in England was aware that there was this other side to Bob Saget because as far as I know, he never went to Shitsville to do a stand-up routine. And it wasn't until I came to The Greatest Country on Earth um, and did some interviews with Bob Saget to promote his stand-up that I realized that it was almost like split personality because you had, um, you know, America's dad once Cosby. <laughs> once, once, once Cosby had been like, okay, let's push Cosby to one side. We've got a new dad now. And then everyone went, oh my God, but have you seen Bob Saget's stand-up? They're right. like, yeah, okay, that's really, really rude, but it's not like Cosby rude. Like, there's like, you know. One's like joking to be a creepy dad. The other one's just a, well. <laughs> right, exactly. Because um, his stand-up wasn't just a little bit edgy right it was full rated all oh yeah i mean that was the best part about saget like you know sure you have for someone in my generation who you know grew up with full house in america's home videos for years all i saw him as was like the corny nerdy dad that like made you know weird jokes that were funny when you were younger but as you were growing mm. up you weren't really into them and then he made this appearance on entourage where it was like he was letting the world know, I smoke weed and bang hookers. Yeah. So th he's really showing you what, you know, where everyone, at first he was the perception of mm -hmm. the American dad. He turned out to be what the American dad really is. He, um, I, I, that, well, I interviewed him a couple of times um, for a radio show that I used to do in Phoenix. And uh, he was such a pro because he would come in and, and, you know, he knew what you could and couldn't say on the radio, but he wouldn't be promoting Full House. He'd be promoting the stand-up show. Right. So he'd be more edgy for uh, as, as edgy as you can be in a, you know, on an FM radio uh, station. Um, but when the records or the ads were playing because he was in stand-up mode because he was on tour, like some of the... <laughs> Stuff that he cut, like, 
<laughs> things that wouldn't have even been on the outtakes of the Entourage DVD when DVDs were issued and there were outtakes, <laughs> which was when Entourage was on, right? I mean, it was like, and, and, and but I think that's a, that's a great talent. You become an A-list star from a very long-running TV show that when it got rebooted, you got cast again. They didn't recast right. your part. You, you know, you got recast. Um, you know, one of America's most loved family uh comedic shows but then your stand-up show is completely the opposite to that you know yeah i've always i've always found it really weird when people like when tragedies happen and people kind of like blame the year like oh 2020 you did it again but i mean i gotta say 2022 is just not off to the best start it's already started so i was like remember the end of 2016 going into 2017 where it was like Petty, uh, Prince, Bowie. David Bowie, right? We're, all, I mean, like, we just got over one rule of three with Betty White, John Madden, and Sidney Portier, and then a few days later, we start a brand new one. I mean, has anyone put in a wellness check on Clint Eastwood? Well, that's what I was gonna say. I wanted to ask, like, who do you, because now Betty White died. She was always the betting favorite in everyone's death who's pool. The, who's the other one? I should know this because it's my type of TV. The one that's like about 100, the Murder, She Wrote woman. Do you know her? Oh, no. Jessica Fletcher. Okay. But I don't know what her name is. Do you know who I mean? I'm Googling She's like the, 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 the British Betty White, but she's on uh, whoever was in Murder, She Wrote. She's about 100. And she's oh, like... Oh, uh, uh, Andrew Angela, Angela Lansbury. Lansbury. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like Betty White, similar age, still kind of working. Yeah, no I, think, one- I think that... Clint Eastwood is definitely up there. You're not going to like this one, and especially since we talk about him all the time. Shatner. Shatner has oh. to be one of the favorites now and everyone's definitely I mean he's getting up there in age he already went to fake space so he's done enough with his life yeah I mean you know it's probably coming to an end for old Shat Daddy I think uh, and we just came up with a great nickname for him at the end <laughs> do you think um Woods um uh Woods, do not put Tiger Woods in this. He's had enough happen to him already. <laughs> no, would would Bob Saget be disappointed? Do you think with the fact that because everyone, you know, when a celebrity dies and he's in a hotel room and it's unexpected and he was on the road doing stand up and all this kind of stuff, right? Everyone goes, "Oh, what was he up to?" Right? right. But, but the reports, at least so far, say no foul play, no drugs, right? Right. But, like uh, you but, immediately assume that the comedian's like on the road, like depressed and like you know, I hate my life. But he was at the Ritz Carlton. He's having a great time. I don't know about. I I don't necessarily. I I was definitely guilty of going. Oh, what has he been up to? But no, I. I was not thinking like Robin Williams depressed route. I was like Michael Hutchins. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't. I can totally see that. But, well, well, see, this is the thing. I feel bad saying it, but having spent, and I didn't know him, I interviewed him a couple of times when he came in for the show. I'm just telling you that the man that I met doing my radio show was like his character in Entourage. And I don't know, he might have just been b- b- playing that up, but he struck. Did you notice if he was wearing a belt that day? <laughs> yeah, around his neck. Um, <laughs> he said, hang on, what? Are you, how long is this that break? I'm just going to attach right. myself to that real door. Quick, real quick. <laughs> No, it feels great. <laughs> Trust um, me, you'll love it. I no, I, I didn't. So, but 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 my point is is that um, I feel that like not you know not that anyone wants to go out in that way. I mean you know whatever you're into, fine. But I guess you you could see it as being embarrassing. But no I pink do, bashing here. I do think that he was a man who enjoyed a bit of a good time. And any when anyone dies, it's sad. 
But do you think that Bob Saget, if, if it is, as they said, you know, I don't know, he just had a heart attack or he just fell asleep and didn't wake up, you know, well, it could be something simple. You go like, really? I went out like that? Like, there was no like, yeah, I feel I, like Bob Saget is the kind of man that would like like to, you know, go out with a bang. You know, Even it, if it was the door when the chambermaid came <laughs> in to clean the... Yeah, not the bang that he would have normally uh, Michael Hutchings' last hit. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey! I, uh, you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. You brought this up and... I, Yo, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Like, it is weird that they're not really giving a ton of details in any of the report. They basically just said, like, he didn't commit suicide. There were no drugs in the room. So, like, you know, yes, everyone's now just assuming it was a heart attack. But I kind of like your theory more because right before, you know, I got here to record today, I was just, you know, scrolling through my phone, seeing what was on the internet. I see a headline. New details emerge in Bob Saget death. <laughs> no, so, of I, course, I'm clicking that. There were no new details. I, no, the only new detail is they said, we'll tell you what it is in 10 to 12 months. In 10 to 12 months, there's going to be like 16 other celebrity deaths. We're going to forget all about Bob Saget. I, well, I don't know. Who? The, <laughs> the dad from Full House? I just, I, I don't know that it was, uh, that, that, as I said, when it's anyone who's a lively character, I always think... Oh, okay. I wonder what the what the details are. I, I have no idea about Bob Saget, except that he did strike me as a, as, as as a lively character, and also, but I I do think it's because everyone else is going to be doing the Bob Saget obituaries, and it's quite right to say apparently he was a very nice man, and he helped a lot of people, and he was obviously very funny and very successful. So you should flag up all those things. But I just like to you know go down a slightly different avenue where you go like, if he did die in exactly the circumstances that the that the reports are suggesting at the moment would he be bummed about that as in just like <laughs> oh god that's such a that's a lame death i mean yeah even even the death that you're suggesting i mean like that would I'm be not like suggesting it I'm <laughs> sad. That, that you said could be that you're hypo- hypotheticalizing I'm sad. My, no what i was that more, would be like the 10th most depraved thing about bob Saget. my hypothesis is i think bob Saget would be a little bit it would be if, if there's an afterlife and he's looking down or up from it he would be like oh, I've let myself down in the way that I went like I just you right. know at least have your pants fully off when it happens <laughs> well here's another example right the one thing I will say is that uh, and again very sad when anyone dies but he died not anyone well no not anyone but, but in, in most cases the he died the day before the anniversary of Bowie's death. Now that is the greatest death ever, right? Bowie, just, I know we talked about Saga, but for a moment, let's reflect upon how David Bowie died. He was obviously very ill for quite a while. He kept his uh, sickness secret. He also kept secret from the world that he was working on a new album. There were rumors about it, but only because he'd put one out a couple of years previous, and it was the first one in in many, many, many years. And um, basically... He left all of these hints on the album, in the lyrics that he was dying. There were photo shoots that were done. I don't know if you've ever seen this picture. There's like a a photo. It came out after he died, but it's a a photo shoot that he did. It looks like it's in an alley in New York somewhere, and it it was done like a few days before he died. And there's just, there's like a shadow and like this look as if he's genuinely laughing, but it's almost done like he's laughing in the face of death, right? And there's all this stuff that he did knowing that he was dying because he basically, I think David Bowie brilliantly turned his death into a work of art. He was like, that's it. I'm losing this battle. I haven't got long. 
he probably ha- ha- hang hung on to get the album out. That the album came out with those weird videos and all the the signs that he knew he was dying. And um, you know, two days later he was gone. Right. That is a, a very simplistic version, and I am not doing justice anywhere near enough to the 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 thought and all of the processes that David Bowie put into um, basically to turning his death into a um, a work of art. You can't compete with that. If Bob Saget died on the same day, he's always going to be able to stay David Bowie died. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no... Well, was Bob Saget going to be like, oh, I'm dead now. Here's a special director's cut of Farce of the Penguins. Like, no one's going to want that. <laughs> the dirty version of March of the Penguins? No. <laughs> Bowie's secret album and photo shoot? Gimme, gimme more. So no celebrity wants to die on the same day as David Bowie. Because no, there's you, no competing. You've got an inferior death. <laughs> David Bowie... Best death ever. He's got the award. You know what it should be? He needs a Grammy. Like, (laughs) if there was a note and it said, if you find me with a belt around my neck attached to the door, please say, at least he went the day before Bowie. (laughs) You know what? That's really smart. I'm going to keep a a note in my wallet that says that from now till the day I die. That's just a really smart move. Sorry, this belt is around my neck. Don't compare me to Bowie. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to go out that way, but if it happens, right. If it turns out I died on the same day as Bowie, can you please forge the death certificate? (laughs) One day later, please. Just keep me in the bed. You didn't see me. Anyway, Bob Saget, funny man. R.I.P. That's another great obituary. We we're just really did good at this. We're really good at obituaries. All right, I got uh, new songs for you in Song of the Week coming up in part two. All right, let's do uh, part two of Did You America? Uh, we haven't done any songs of the week in some time, so let's get back to that now. Uh, three choices for you to choose from. There is a poll on my Twitter where I am, at Ian Camfield. Please remember, for the uh, social media on this show, it might look like I'm on Facebook. I can't get onto my page. <laughs> so just, just, just go to Twitter. Or, or Instagram, but Twitter... Write speci- us a letter. You know what? Here's Camfield's address. It is. <laughs> At this point, I'd rather the craziest insane listener turn up on my doorstep wanting to have a word with me than I would go through everything I have to with the 62 codes of authorization to get me back on Facebook. Deal. <laughs> to talk to Aaron, who I went to school with in 1990 fucking seven. Yeah, screw you, Aaron. Uh, all of these people. I don't want them. I don't, oh, God. Probably got fat anyways. Um, see, for me, they're, they're, I don't care if they have. I don't want to speak to them. I don't care. Fat, thin, alive, dead. Pro- I still hate you. <laughs> right, fine. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, right. Uh, where were we? Song of the week. Uh, okay, I went through it. There's a new one by Spiritualized that I discovered earlier today, which I quite like, and the song is called Crazy. So this week I'm going with Crazy by Spiritualized. Okay, quick story about my song of the week. A few months ago, Don't I was at a concert. Tangent. It's not going to be too long of a tangent. <laughs> a few months ago, I was at a concert, and this guy came up to me, and he was like, oh my God, do you know who Teddy Swims is? You look exactly like him. I was like, no, I don't really know who that is, but whatever. I looked him up. I was like, all right, he's kind of a heavyset dude with long hair and a beard. I get it. And then the next night I was at a bar, I kind of like threw the guy off because like, you know, he was in one of those like douchey hipster cowboy hats and he didn't really seem like my type. I was like, screw this guy. 
The next night, a very pretty girl came up to me and was like, oh, my God, do you know Teddy Swims? You look just like him immediately. I was very interested. I was like, oh, my God, I know Teddy Swims. I get this all the time. In fact, I am Teddy Swims. You know, I played it up really hard. Ever since then, I've had four different people come up to me and tell me that I look like this guy, Teddy Swims. So it's not just fat Walter Becker. It's not just skinny Leslie West. It's not just ginger haired uh, Jerry Lewis. I also (laughs) apparently look like this guy, Teddy Swims. Less tattooed Teddy Swims. So my song of the week is his new song, 911. All these people so lucky to look like Jeremy Hoffman. How about that? They're all sweaty and fat. (laughs) New York producer going with Purple Sun, which is the new one by Cannon. So Crazy by Spiritualized, 911 by Teddy Swims or Purple Sun by Cannons. Check out the poll for Song of the Week on my Twitter at Ian Camfield. Uh, We have to do some uh, retrospective congratulatory... Did I say that right? I think so. Yeah. I'm not an English person. Um, to um, the people of uh, North Korea, because not enough people are aware of the fact that King Jong-il, who is the, was the, he's passed away now, was the father of Kim Jong-un, invented both the burrito and the hamburger. I mean, you gotta say, pretty impressive. Really makes you change your opinion of that whole country. I mean, th- their people might be starving. They might not be allowed the internet. Dennis Rodman's scared to go there now. But they, they still... Go, the, the thing you've got to like about North Korea is they go to the positives and they go, well, listen, you might be starving now with no food to eat, but do not forget that the great King Kim Jong-il, if it wasn't for him, we would have no hamburger and no burrito. <laughs> you know what's the most impressive thing about this story? Like, why... How do they even know about burritos in North Korea? I mean, that's a very far away from Mexico, the real home place of yeah. the burrito. Yeah. And, like, generally, not a lot of stuff gets into North Korea. Well, not a lot of stuff gets to the people. The the uh, the Un family, um, you know, Kim Jong-il. I think it's Ki- the Kim Jong family. Is it? I think his his first Un? name is Un. What? Il. Well, yeah, Kim his, Jong. It's oh, the Kim Jong it? family. And then the last parts, they're like the change part. Oh, they should start bringing out albums like the Jacksons, the Kim Jongs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they invented, I'm just, if I didn't think that's. Their the story Kim- ends the exact same way. <laughs> Has he got a sister? Send her on stage with Justin Timberlake. Get oh, a, show some titty. Have you seen? Have you seen Kim Jong Un's sister? I would love if that happened. I would love that. Come Let me see an amazing titties, get, girl. Get get Justin Timberlake on the phone. Say, hey, you know that footage of uh, Dennis Rodman? He won't go no more. Do you want to go over and do some stuff? Would that not be so? Like that's his diplomacy. He saves the world by ripping open. Lady Kim Jong Un's titty and embarrassing their whole nation. All of a sudden, he's like, "I am shamed. I can't set off these bombs anymore." And then, boom! Justin Timberlake is our god and president. Mm, yeah, maybe. I can see it now. All right. So, okay. So the Kim Kim Jongs, or the, the Kim Jongs, the Kim Jongs, they're the new Jacksons. Yes, right. Um, <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Tito, all of them. In my head, I got. <laughs> Little fat Kim. Well, are they all fat? How do you say ABC in North Korea? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, in my, in my head now, I've got fat Kim <laughs> with his gout because he's got wine and cheese right. problem, right? He eats too much cheese, drinks too much wine, and he's trying to like spin round while bow, 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 bow. What's that one? His moonwalk is him just like barrel rolling. They're like, he hasn't got the moonwalk down yet. 
he kind of has like a gimpy version Are of they it because of the gout. Were they all fat? I think I think it's kind of like a requirement for being like a well, they've got all the food, godlike king. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's good. Well, when you've invented burritos, burritos and hamburgers, I mean, you're going to eat yeah, them. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So anyway, I had a, I had a theory on this. So they're being told in North Korea that uh, Kim Jong Il, who is uh, now has now passed on, who was Kim Jong Un's dad, he invented the burrito and the hamburger. Now, is it not factual that Kim Jong Un, his son, then said that he doesn't shit and has no ass? So I'm thinking this is perfect just how the family moves on so you've got someone who invented the hamburger and the burrito right and they go well we got loads of those what's the problem with that well sometimes it upsets our stomach so the next one is like we are we are heading towards human perfection I don't shit not a problem for me I mean that makes so much sense you know how like Kim Jong-un is really like competitive with his bad with his dad and like wants to you know make his own so his dad was like hey I invented the greatest foods of all time. And his son was like, oh, yeah, well, I don't even need to push those foods through my body and shit, which everyone knows is the worst part of the eating process. <laughs> Who needs a digestive system? When he got when, he, when they, they started po- uh, posting those pictures of him a few years ago uh, and he looked really ill. And uh, people thought that he was cl- Kim Jong Un. This was was close to death, and he's like, "No, no, no! I, sh- I eat too much cheese. I got gout." I, like, he's like, "Also, I've got no asshole, so I can't shit it out." Like it's you know. It was photos of Kim Jong Un looking Kim Jong Il. Got it. Got it. <laughs> oh, there ah, you go. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I'll be looking forward to their new album from the Kim Jongs. <laughs> uh, the burrito dance. The burrito dance. It's holding what, your butt like what, you got a poop. Yeah. What a great. What a great idea. Now. This is the ass section of uh, Did You America because I've got further. Normally we do a cock talk. This is ass news, right? <laughs> uh, normally we go around butt the front. Stuff. Now we're going around the back. Yeah, butt <laughs> stuff. This is that's the segment. All right. This is the. Um, uh, this is the. I used to do a uh, did a, a show for a while on a radio station that was a, uh, a health phone in for men. It's basically a lot of stuff about erectile dysfunction and uh, cancer. Jeremy used to call the show Butt Stuff with Ian Canfield. It was a great name. <laughs> it was a great name. <laughs> so this is the Butt Stuff with Ian Canfield segment on uh, Did You America? <laughs> Part two. Uh, so we just done the bit of uh, Kim Jong Un has no butt, but for the first time, Lego does. They've given an animal an anus. Well, they're literally, I mean, like, especially with Legos, where, like, you know, the, they already kind of insert into each other. I mean, they're just asking kids to have sex with their toys. <laughs> Not like them physically, like, they're having sex, but the toys, the toys are having to sex. to have sex, yes. Well, then again, little kids, they are in the toy You know, I mean, I can only say this from experience because every single toy I ever owned as a kid without a hole for an anus, they had sex. I forced those toys into having sex. That does not surprise me about you. Uh, They've got a majestic tiger. Um, It's got impressive detail, including Lego's first anus. The tiger has got... (laughs) So adorable. (laughs) Lego's first anus. The tiger's got a... So, did you think it shits as well? It like, better. They, it's an anus. <laughs> Don't tell Kim Jong-un that, but... <laughs> it's halfway to being Kim Jong-un. <laughs> One of these toys gets to North Korea. It's got an anus, unlike him, but it doesn't shit like him. All of a sudden, like these little brown pellets come out. They're like, the great leader lied to us. <laughs> It's got a, the tiger this is, has got a small circular pink piece that fits underneath its uh, tail. Um, And so... So it's been bleached. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's, there's been some manscaping going on. You know, I find that to be screwed up. I think our children should learn about the real human body. Put some hair in that butthole. <laughs> um... I don't so I, I don't know if we've spoken about this on the podcast before. I've got the if I don't know if there's a, an actual medical term for the being dyslexic, but rather than for um for letters, it's for shapes. Like I don't really see shapes. When I was at school, you know, when they used to get when when you did math when you were a little kid, um, uh, before they started teaching you about like the hypotenuse of a triangle and stuff like that, they would get you to make like three D triangles. Right. And so I couldn't do it. Oh wow! Like I didn't. So I couldn't see. I couldn't physically. Yeah, that's definitely a form of dyslexia. Figure out like yeah, how that explains a lot. Does it? Yeah, you've always described me as square. <laughs> Clearly, I am a round human. It's uh, I can't do it, and and uh, I I don't see like if you show me, I can go. That's a square. That's a rectangle. That's a circle. Like I get that. You just pointed to but- all the wrong shapes. <laughs> You point to not a rectangle. Imagine, like, this is the kind of test that they get people to do that have got serious psychological problems. Right. And they go, like, okay, uh, we need to speak about uh, Mr. Camfield because uh, he's showing some definite psychopathic tendencies. And I'm going, no, I just don't see shapes. <laughs> I can't tell the difference between a square and a circle. That's like I told you a few weeks ago. Uh, there's a school here in Dallas that's, like, for really smart kids and all the parents like have their kids get tested at that school so my parents did the same when my brother went you know they asked him to build a house to draw a picture of a house my brother for his age he was like five he was really smart he drew them like a blueprint outline of a house well, like an architect right they're like this is the most incredible thing we've ever seen a kid do like your kid is too smart to go to this private school and then a few years later i took the same test and i didn't even get to the drawing a house part they're like you're good we don't need you here <laughs> My parents knew from a very young age they had a dum-dum on their hands. Well, I um I, I do have a problem with uh, with shapes. I could never put the things together. Like, you know, what they would get you to uh, draw the outline of, of something and then cut it out and turn it into a 3D, like, triangle. Right. I, would, I couldn't do it. I just I couldn't see how the bits go together. I just don't see it. A flat pack furniture, don't it? Like, I have to get someone in. I've, this is no word of a lie. When one of my nieces was two, I went back for the holidays and I'd bought her a jigsaw. She's two. It was a jigsaw for a two-year-old. She was putting the pieces together faster than me. <laughs> a two-year-old can beat me at a jigsaw. So it's a, it's a shape thing. So th- therefore, Lego, Lego has never been my thing. And right. now you're telling me I have to find an extra piece that's basically a gaping hole. What's that? Like, <laughs> you're trying to play with it. You're like, I don't get where this piece goes into it's in like the head of I'm the like, lego you can't, I, I can't i don't oh my god you, uh, this thing doesn't even have three inputs everyone be like you're trying to put a round one in a square hole i'm like is that a gay joke <laughs> <laughs> so it's not gonna be for me no you're right? not gonna you, you're not gonna play with the sex legos <laughs> i'm not gonna play with the sex lego you're gonna play with the normal legos and make them have sex all my legos have got holes in them because <laughs> right. i can't figure out how That's to put the them together thing. legos were already <laughs> children's sex toys let's be real <laughs> Um, there was another story that did make me think of one of my uh, weird uh, psychological uh, disabilities that I've got. Um, one of your many <laughs> mental issues. <laughs> yes. Uh, Metallica and Tool using dogs to sniff out coronavirus. Now, ain't it grand what uh, what dogs can do? Yes. But, of course, my immediate thought on this was, 
Any time you tell me a dog has been trained to sniff something, a gun, drugs, apparently now coronavirus, if you put that dog near me, I've got it. Like I would be, <laughs> like I would be carrying two grams of cocaine with a semi-automatic rifle right. and probably have not just coronavirus, but the corona flu, whatever it's called, like all in one. Because any dog that comes around me can just sense the fact that I'm terrified and they smell the fear and therefore they go mental. He's got a bomb. Get him. Yeah, airports must be a horrible place for you. Oh, if they would, I look like the most guilty drug dealer in because imagine this, and I've, it's happened. Uh, you go to the, uh, and they're always those little dogs as well, right? So yeah. it makes it look even more ridiculous for me. So I'm at the airport. I come off the plane. I'm wait. It's always at the bag claim, right? I'm waiting the, for the, the 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 thing to start going around, and suddenly, like most people, right, would be. Oh God! I'm gonna get the glove. I'm like, oh God! I'm gonna get the dog. <laughs> and they, and they stick a dog up you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to that airport. <laughs> and, they, and you and you know, so everyone everyone's just standing around, right? Wait, minding their own affairs, waiting for the bags to come off, and then the dog comes right. And if, let's assume that no one there is a drug trafficker, so they've got nothing to hide. If anything, those those people are going to be, oh, it's a little dog, you know, because there's always a little one with it. Right. I like. I'm surprised I haven't had the glove because I'm. Oh my god, there's a dog. <laughs> you read this story, and of course, like the dog's going to go to the dog's going to be attracted to me, right? And there's going to be like what? And then and and then I got scared of dogs. <laughs> you read this story. You got like 40 more vaccines. You're like, no, no, I can't get COVID. I can't risk that. They're going to sniff me. <laughs> I was literally like, I'm going to go to the Tom Thumb and say, can I have the booster for the Moderna, the AstraZeneca, and the Johnson and Johnson? Put them all right in me, straight to the forehead. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's always so weird to me because, like, man, like, dogs just have such a complete different reaction to me. You know, don't get me wrong. When I was a little kid, like, I wasn't exactly the biggest dog lover. But for some reason, dogs have always been really attracted to me. I've always said it's because they just know, like, you know, they say, like, dogs can sense, like, emotion and they want to help people. Mm. They just must know, like, more than me that I'm just, like, tortured and miserable deep down. They're just like, oh, let's help this kid. But, like, my mom's dog, this giant massive german shepherd huge dog every single time i go to their house this dog goes nuts it starts crying like jumping up on me like it misses me so much it's so excited this is after i haven't seen it for a couple of hours my stepsister who was in town this week from australia where she lives which she has not been home in two and a half years Mm. so when i saw her i was like oh did the dog go nuts when she saw you no didn't even react like it acted like she was someone she didn't even know but yet i come in two hours later after seeing it yesterday and it goes absolutely nuts i uh over the weekend uh the building where i live i was going to the gym and i was walking past the front office right and i saw this uh, large dog that was sitting uh in the front office and and it looked like someone had been having a tour of the complex, maybe checking out the apartment, see if they wanted to move in, right? right? So I assumed that they'd brought their dog with them. So I was like, okay, but I, again, I just saw it. This is through glass behind a closed door. There's a big distance, but I'm like, oh, there's a dog. Oh, there's a dog in the office. Oh, Your dog a, sensor it's, it's, it's was going big, off. Right, it's a big dog, right? My dog doll. <laughs> anyway, I go walking around the corner and um, I'm going to the gym. I'm getting like some equipment ready and my phone goes off. It's an email from the front office 
with a picture of said dog. Subject of the email, lost dog found at office. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> that thing was walking around freely in the building. <laughs> like, and then I was thinking, and someone who was looking at a potential new apartment was just sitting comfortably in that office and it wasn't there. Well, of course they were. They're a normal person and I'm terrified. I couldn't possibly be there. But can you, I could have opened my front door. It looked like a wolf. It looked like a wolf. <laughs> what are those dogs that look like a wolf? I don't want to scare you, but like, you know, we always kind of wonder if people in your apartment listen to this podcast <laughs> and, you know, if we're ever talking about them or not. And clearly there is someone in this apartment with a vendetta against you because it they would have had to just leave their front door open for the gonna, dog right, to get out. Now, you're a dog person, as we've just discussed. I was going to ask this question. This is a relatively nice apartment building. They're all uh, studio one or two-bedroom apartments, right? It, 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 You know, nothing's falling down. It's only a couple of years old. Everything works properly. It's a nice building, right? Yes? Yeah, sure. Yes. There's homeless everywhere, but... They don't live here. <laughs> they live two blocks up. So, the apartment is very nice. Right. And because they're a homeless two blocks up, it's also very secure. You right, can't just yeah. walk in, right? right <laughs> That's right. why they never let me in. No, I have to go down on the ground floor to let you in because you look like a fucking homeless person. Yep. <laughs> like, literally, they won't <laughs> let Jeremy get in the elevator anymore. I have to do it for him. My mom's really proud. <laughs> anyway, that was going to be my next question. Is this bad dog owner or the smartest dog ever? Because I started to think, like, this isn't like... We've got backyards and someone let the dog out into the backyard and it leaped over a fence and got away. This is a five-level apartment complex. There are no backyards. Like, how does the dog get out of the... You, I, there's, you're right. There's only, there's only two options. Is either you have yourself a neighbor who hates you and knows your fear of dogs and is sending their dog out to kill you. Or this person has a genius dog that knows how to use its paws to open doors and just walks around the building freely, going to get coffee, if, whatever. If, if I was not terrified of dogs, I, I would have read that email or left the gym, gone back to the front office and said to the person in there, is it fucking Lassie or what? <laughs> like, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, but again, maybe this is the way you get over your fear of dogs. Because if that dog's smart enough to leave his apartment on its own, like maybe that's the one you could be friend with. Like he's not aggressive. He's a high society dog. Dog. He's classy. He's smart. It's a good-looking dog. Let me find you the picture. I, it, it, and also, I will say this. What I did like, which is why I assumed the person who was having the meeting in the front office owned the dog, what I did like was the fact that the dog was just sitting there minding its own affairs, like, not bothered. Because if the dog's lost, or like, I would have thought the dog would be troubled. Right. Now, like tearing up the room. A troubled dog does not want to meet a troubled person, and that would be me <laughs> if I ran into a dog, like, just randomly. So the fact that it was just there... Because if they don't, if they're not bothered, then I'm not so bothered. But the fact that, like, I'm like, just what? You found it, like, wonder, like, wonder. Can you imagine if I was the person that found it out of the front office and go, there's a dog loose! There's a dog! They're like, yeah. I think if you were. Can you bring it down the front office? Are you mad? Are you insane? If you were the person that found the dog, you would no longer be here. The story would be like, all right, Saget and Ian Campfield are gone. Who's going to be the third? 
Uh, right, I'm going to uh, let me. Uh, we'll we'll close up now. But I'm just trying to find the. Uh, oh, actually, I've got it on my. I've saved it on my photos. On the uh, the. Are you picture. like torturing yourself? You're saving dog photos no, now. No, I, I wanted to send it to a bunch of my friends to go. This beast was stalking <laughs> the hallways of my apartment complex today. Um, hang on, there it's just like a monstrous. Like, all right, let's see. Oh, that's an awesome dog. Yeah, no, that, if I was afraid of dogs, though, that's definitely one that's going like to come after you. It looks yeah. like a wolf, right? Does he not look like a wolf? Yeah. What you need to do is you need to get into dog fighting. They've even... Uh, that's a ridiculous suggestion. <laughs> they've, look, they've even sent a picture of it with its teeth showing. Right, like so it's just to make teeth. you scared. Showing this teeth. is all just a big prank on you. You realize that, right? The dog wasn't even real. It was a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, have we done enough? I think we've done I enough. I think we've done enough, <laughs> yeah. We did a great tribute to uh, Bob Saget. You're welcome, family of Saget. <laughs> um, all right. If you want to vote for Song of the Week, go to the poll on my Twitter where I'm at Ian Canfield. You can talk to us via the social medias. Ian Canfield on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, I'm at Camfield Off The Radio. Camfield Off The Radio on Instagram. Or there is a website for this podcast where you can get in touch. And that website is Did You America? America.com. Did we America today? Boy, I hope so.